live from the Melrose and Spalding. Uh, half a block up from Santa Monica. And Danny Trejo got the donut shop over there now. That was, a, you know, yeah, we already talked about that. You know, I used to smoke crack down there on James Woods. And, and a matter of fact, I got James Woods back when the Paisas had it going. That was the track. That was a low-key track. That was a whole stroll. But uh, this is the hard luck show coming at you. <laughs> West, West. Yeah. All right, now look it. We just made up the pipes. That was beautiful. We all brought up basically hard luck. Basically hard luck. Pimps and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pimps and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. We all brought up basically hard luck. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your host, qualified, certified, West Side, Steve Lucky Luciano. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California. I'd like to welcome my co-host. You were gonna. I usually you say to my left or to my right. Yeah, it's different. That's all right. That's all right. I'll, I'll fucking go with that. Hey, Chuma. I like to welcome my co-host on my left. Is Chumahan Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here to fuck shit up again with my friends. It ain't ever gonna end. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Let's go. Pumped up. Oh. I am pumped up. Another monster. Crack that monster open. <laughs> on my right, old blue eyes. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer. Oh, for the Hard yeah. Luck Show. What? What is that? Yeah. Dude, you know what this is? You know what this is? You know what this is? I don't know what this is. Dude, this is Elon Musk. Oh my god. Made what? made a EDM track. No. This is it. This is Elon Musk? Elon Musk made a, a track. Wait, okay, so let's listen to this. I don't know if that's him on vocals or what, but not only is Elon Wait. Musk paying every hooker in fucking LA's rent, <laughs> he's also making music. Fucking guy. Wait a second. What where would you categorize this as, Sean? Like this is like what is this? Oh, it's like some house music. Or I something. bet you he fucks to that. I bet you he puts that on and all of his bitches have to be like, all right, here I we love go. And he's that like song, my favorite song. No, his girls hate it by now. <laughs> Dude, this is what he puts he's on. He's like, you gotta listen to this. He pops some ecstasy. Right. Molly. And then he and then he fucks Hooker to this. How insufferable is that? Listen, okay, check it out. What I need you to do is to squeeze my balls down at the base. And I want you to twist them like you're opening up a jar of peanut butter. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Don't I'm you Elon. look at me. I'm on I'm Elon <laughs> Musk. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get us I'm gonna get us off this planet. <laughs> I'm gonna get us off this planet. You understand? Make those veins really big. Now listen, listen to this music. Let it fill your soul. But, and she's probably like, oh my God, this insufferable <laughs> prick. She's like, when am I going to get and out of here? We should do a show where we bring on all of Musk's ex fucking hoes. That would be awesome. All the chicks that are no longer, he's no longer paying their rent or their core note, bring them on. Okay, let's hold hear on. The, a yeah, let's hear the story. It's funny that you say that because listen. What? Uh, 
look at someone's coming in. Mm-hmm. It's a hey. very yeah. It's a very large black woman. She looks to be about three hundred and sixty pounds. What's up, sweetheart? Uh, hold on. Where my where's my microphone? Where, where where's my headset? What's it? Hey, you skinny white little prick. Give me the headset. All right. Mm. I'm good. How you doing, Steve? <laughs> I'm good, baby. Oh, yeah. You look like you got one of them thick ones, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know this. So uh, what you call me down here for, sugar? We want to hear a story. About who? I, ain't, I, don't, I don't talk about Johns. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one quiet John in particular. A, quiet as his cat. Quiet as his cat. Which one? Because I know him all. I the electric car guy. Come on. Oh, There's only one. Oh, you want me to talk about teeny weeny? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell you. Now he he lasts a long time, <laughs> but you just can't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you something else, okay? All right. Now my name is uh, Tanisha, right? That's my that's my name, Tanisha. Tanisha don't fuck around with shit like that. But there's one thing I can tell you straight up about Mr. Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. All right, if you really want to know. Uh, yeah, we want to know. All right. His last name ain't Musk for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard y'all talking about that manscaped on this show. <laughs> right? I heard y'all talking about that manscaped, right? With that that ball deodorant or whatever, yeah. the, whatever, yeah. what have you. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you something. He could fuck with that. <laughs> he got bat wings. Yeah. Uh. Not only does he have bat wings, but the shit smell like wet wool, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> right? I told him, I said, you want me to go down subterranean, it's going to cost you double, <laughs> double, motherfucker. I don't care if you're getting our ass off this planet or not. You're going to pay Tanisha right now. <laughs> I think we need to get a show on. <laughs> right. Bring them all in, bro. I bet we'd line them up, man. That'd be fucking hilarious. They can just tell us horror stories about this guy. But that's the reason why he want to go into space, though. Don't you understand that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He wants to go in space because he can't keep it up. He's hoping that that zero gravity is going to keep his erection up longer, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. Right. It's called Elon, but he should have been called E Short, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you, Leticia. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. This is dark. All right. So come on, guys. Uh, Leticia, don't, you can't use the bathroom in here, girl. You got to use the public one. Got to go. Get out of here. Later. Listen. Uh, Steve, uh, Sean, welcome back. I'm glad we're back in the Southland. We did a big trip up into San Francisco. Yes, we did. Right? Yep. And uh, Sean. Lifer's Tour. Lifer's Series. The Lifer's, Lifer's Series. Lifer's Series. Sean, what, you were up there. You st- we all stayed in a hotel room together. Like, um, if the Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. Uh, we were up there, and the sleeping arrangements was Steve was on the pull-out couch, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Sean and I were in a queen-size bed. Was yeah. it a queen or a king? Sean. I don't know. Oh, it was a queen. Queen. It wasn't no, it wasn't no king. It wasn't I, no California king. No, nah, because I could hear the vibrations from Sean's farts. Like, I could feel it. That's how <laughs> close we were. All right, all right. The whole place, let me tell you, smelled like old peanuts yeah. by the time we got... Well, mm-hmm. Why were you so gassy on that trip, bro? Because the... Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm always gassy. What you mean? Oh. Is that true? No. Uh, what was what, we got those uh, lentil, lentil bowls? <laughs> All those things yeah. got to you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had uh, we went to Costco to get some food or whatever, <laughs> and we got garbanzo and quinoa bowls. I thought those things were garbanzo. Dude, they were pretty were, good, huh? Dude, you were eating it up, Steve. I like I thought it. it was birthday cake. Yeah. You were hitting that. Hell yeah, dude. His elbows were all moving. But anyway, and then. 
and then Steve was on the floor that, and dude, that first night, Steve, when you got up, he was like, bro, that fucking thing was like sleeping on plywood, <laughs> and I had no pillows, no pillows. I was using oh, the we had like pillow. we had like ten pillows. Yeah, you guys had a <laughs> fucking a plethora of pillows in your room. Way yeah, way did. too many. I didn't have one. Yeah, I had yeah. to throw pillows on the ground. Yeah, yeah they like, were laying <laughs> on the ground, warming the ground and making the ground comfortable uh, in your room. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was suffering out there. <laughs> Dude, you got up. It sounded like Sasquatch waking up Dude, with a hangover. We Dude, threw so yeah. many pillows on the ground. You could have just slept on, on the, the pillows. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dude, when Steve wakes up, dude, you got like a growl, bro. You got like a... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like yeah. getting up. Dude, it was like Jesus coming off the cross, bro. I'm telling you right now, the girls <laughs> call me Papa Bear, huh? <laughs> and it's not by mistake. And then we, yeah. uh, and then when you guys saw, we put some, we posted some photos up of the, uh, of the Hard Luck Show workout, the Hard Luck workout, mm -hmm. Hard Luck Iron. Yeah. We're down there, and uh, you got to give it up to Sean, boy. That guy gets up early, and he was running yeah. every single day, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. What's up? What do you do? What's your routine? Um, well, I do. I, I was doing a little bit of squats, and then I hop on the treadmill. Yeah, how long do you run? Uh, like 45. 45 minutes 45 on the treadmill. 45 minutes running. What? I mean, this guy runs like six miles or something. It was five miles. Five shit. miles. What the fuck? Was the way he says it. That's gnarly. It was for me. I just that's his take. I'm trying to get back to where I was, but where what was that? You? I was like se seven miles. Oh, okay, seven miles a day. Yeah, that's you got to respect that. You have to respect it. Yeah. But what happened? Why did you get off that? Why did I get up? Oh, I got sick, and then I went on vacation, and you know it was over the holidays and shit. So it was just like an accumulation. I had to start. Yeah, you can't just jump back in. You can't. No, no. You got to start. Little, you gotta start little, gotta start at the and then I also had an injury, my knee. I fucked up my knee. Yeah. And then, you know, just a chain of events that threw me off. Dude, so we were down there and uh we're like in the Wyndham Canterbury fucking gym, which yeah. was okay for as far as hotel gyms go. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. I've it, seen worse. Right, me too. But we went in there, and we, so now we're all lifting weights, right? We're mm -hmm. throwing the iron around. Steve's like doing push ups and fucking like bench press. I'm doing like, you know, back workout, pull ups, all this other stuff. Sean's doing shoulders, and we're all yelling and sweating, right? Yeah. And then this like really nice old lady like opens the door. She walks in, and a little white conservative lady walks in. She almost took and went off the other direction she yeah, saw she, us in there and was like uh, <laughs> she took a big not. whiff and walked right in <laughs> <laughs> she was hit with so much masculinity she got a black eye dude she like walked right up and you're right she she did there she was a hesitated. moment where she's like maybe i should turn around yeah. you didn't see when she sat down on the bench she slid right down and after being there <laughs> she Blah. did so in the beginning she was scared she was like mm -hmm. i didn't sign up for this mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but then she put on the impeachment like right she's right. Yeah, she did. You. Do you remember that? Yeah. Wow. And but then she kind of like got into it, right, Steve? Mm -hmm. She was kind of having She's visions feeling of the being energy tossed around by the three kings. Mm -hmm. You heard a menage a trois, but she was going to go for a little bit more than that, I think. Quad de trois. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're an experienced lady, and you've done it all. You're ready to do some more shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Sean, you pulled away. What any insights from San Francisco, man, that you could help the uh, listeners with? Anything you come up with? Any weird some heavy shows, man. I mean, they're not for the faint of heart, for sure. And, mm -hmm. and there, there's some long stuff in there. Very worth a listen. Um, just some really heavy material. Um, some emotional stuff. Emotional stuff. 
like what? deep learnings. What did well, you learn, you know what? motherfucker? You're Dude, on a talk him, show. Come on. Let them hear the shows, man. Yeah, but I mean, you can give a summary. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You give me show. a summary. I don't know. See, I'm, I'm recording shit. Mm. Oh, he's doing enough. Oh, audio guy. No, audio guy. It's not my, it's, uh, you're the analyzer. I'm the, I'm the guy. Analytics. Is that, wait a second. Am I the only analyzer? You're an analyzer, dude. I'm an analyzer. You're just better at it than I am. I'm not even better than Sean at it. But the thing is, is like I was listening to some of our shows. Actually, you are better at it. Really? Uh, yeah. Listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, but really, better than all of us at it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the point is, is I'm also curious as to know like what your perspective is. I mean, dude, you got broken off a little bit by one of the lifers. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, How, that's that? going to make it in the show for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. That yeah. was real. Yeah, man. it is. Listen, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, uh, I know you get sick of hearing me talk because I talk all the fucking time, which is fine. But Sean's an interesting dude. He's like a snail man. He like he's like snail. quiet. Yeah, snail man. Because you mm. like to like go up into the shell and get quiet <laughs> yeah. and just watch, right? Yeah. Snail man. Yeah, he like like Steve and I might be fucking the bitches on the on the bed, but Sean's in the closet looking through the crack. <laughs> and then, oh man, hey, well, he put you what? right there, though. <laughs> Jesus, snail man. No, but my point is, is that sometimes you're a little bit quiet. Yeah. And I know that some of them. Uh, want to hear a little bit about your perspective so so that's i mean if dude you guys should listen to the shows coming up because there's a one point where we've got a lifer mm-hmm. who is like maybe one of the biggest analyzers remember was it ralph, mm-hmm. yeah, ralph. Yeah. how ralph do you Moore. know ralph steve mm-hmm. i met ralph when he first got out we ended up working together but um he's like a james earl jones kind of black oh, dude yeah i know him from walden house right he's mm-hmm. got a deep voice deep anyway voice. he's a spiritual brother yeah, mm-hmm. am I wrong? And he was like analyzing masculinity and maleness and man. And, then- and this guy can do that. I mean, this guy. When you hear his story, this guy can say pretty much whatever he wants. Welcome, right. dude's been through it. Right, he's not talking out of his ass. Mm-mm. Dude's on a path for sure. Right. Yeah, this dude was about some things, and he um, clearly changed directions right. right just just the story of the crime as to how we got in the situation first of all it was another man that's somebody else doing that crime compared to the guy that was yeah. sitting down doing the show with us but yeah. he had he was unflinching about talking about what it was and we were talking about that today on the drive down yeah what were you we were. guys saying i was saying that you know that had to happen to him that was like in his destiny to change and beef go through that so that he could help the men on the other side of his crime. Like he wasn't, his vision or his path wasn't complete until that happened to him. Mm. <laughs> we're talking so about, we're, and then we were talking yeah, about man, how he wants if, to know why I'm laughing. It's because Sean's right now, he, he's finally coming out of the snail show. He's like, yeah, and that had to happen to him. And, da, da, da. and then I look over and Steve's flossing with a fucking candy Peace wrapper. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> But, I learned that one from dad. <laughs> dude, I still do that. Have you ever gotten a, have you ever been flossing with something that like, cause like you don't, you, I should just carry floss, mm-hmm. <laughs> but have you ever like tried to floss yourself like with a matchbook yeah. cover or right. something like a business card or something? Yeah. yeah. Then you're really, then you're not to get something to get that out. Dude, yeah. it's so crazy. But when you get into that zone, I've been in that zone so many times. Like nothing you, else matters. Nothing else matters. <laughs> Fuck no. You can't even hear what people are talking about. <laughs> 
<laughs> so All you want to do is excuse yourself to go to the fucking find a fucking something thin to get in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't even excuse myself, dude. Yeah. I just start fucking start picking up silverware and using <laughs> napkins and you're trying to tear fucking thread and things off your fucking clothes. Dude, you could be in the space shuttle and the fucking engine shut down and it's Apollo 18 in Houston. We have a problem and you're not going to make it back to Earth. Mm. But if you get more shit stuck in your teeth, you're going to disregard all that and deal <laughs> wow. with that problem first. You'll break right. something. To get oh, ruin something, tear oh, something apart, dude. You get like uh, super creative too. You'll be like looking at wires. Yeah, the eagle eyes start coming out. You start like <laughs> eyeing shit. You're like taking shit apart in your head. Well, that worked. That worked. Yeah. You'll be like looking at the bread tie. You know, yeah, yeah all yeah, that. Yeah. I'll pull the paper off the fucking bread tie, and then I've done all that, bro. All <laughs> of that. I've been in places where there was not much to use. <laughs> And you had to get creative with some shit. Um, yeah, but so you were saying that had to happen around. Well, he was saying that, and, and, and I agree with him. We both agreed upon that. But we were also talking about the my experience. And, and let me tell you, man, I've got quite a bit of experience with t- sitting down and talking to guys who are either doing life sentences or got out, okay? Um, and on and off camera and tape and all that just in my life and i'll tell you that there's a amount of guys that have done the work on themselves and come to terms with them things and when those guys are talking about coming out the other side of it they're real blatant real clear about it all there is nothing where you're trying to read between the lines there's very but they've come to and then there's a small percentage that put a twist on it or they come off telling it and you're kind of like doesn't really rub right there's missing there's something adding up and and i believe that that's because those gentlemen or maybe their stories they haven't they maybe haven't done the work to totally get clear on what's happened because i think you get to a place where you're like full acceptance this is what i did i'm not afraid of it i'm not hiding man it this is what happened we we even interviewed a lifer where you could kind of tell that he hadn't quite squared up with that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not the first one. And so, <clears throat> you know, we were just talking about that. And he was like, you know, he's, yeah. But you know, great. We've got some great content coming up, um, listeners. So, and some stuff that I really feel I've gained from. Uh, my friends gain from here on the show. And I believe that as we air it, there's going to be some stuff that you can take away from a lot of this content that we're about to put out And in regards to the Lifers series. Yeah. And the Lifers series is something that's ongoing. That's like, absolutely. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we're hoping, dude, I would do anything to do a Lifers series in Jakarta or some crazy place like that. Get down dirty with some fucking prisons even outside the united states really investigate mm. all i have a stable of men and women coming out of the cdc from doing extensive prison terms and we're going to continue to bring on and share these stories with people because i think there's a lot there and a lot all of us um can learn i think there's a lot that we take for granted on a daily basis and when everything's been taken from you you get a different perspective and those perspectives are going to get shared on this show through the lifer series but also you know, I took that opportunity when Ralph was gone because he was a real deal. I took that opportunity to throw Sean kind of like under the bus. Adam, right? Yeah. Do you remember that? Feed him, right? Because Sean was like, sitting there you got to throw him out there, like nibble on his leg, and then we'll pull him back, right? Because because Sean usually gets to sit on the side a little bit. You know what I mean? He does his thing, but 
And part of it was just to be a dick a little bit. Part of it was for the show. Part of it was for the for the newness of it. But also part of it was to support Sean and his journey to be a man. Because Sean and I, right, we we were constantly evolving. We he and I talk on a regular basis, and and Steve, we all three talk on a regular basis in terms of how do we motivate. And if you've ever gone to any of our Instagram pages, you can see in different ways that we continue that effort on our own. Yes. But I was like, dude. The, the Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, maybe they would like to hear Sean being analyzed or talked to or pushed a little bit by Ralph, the guy, man, the man, the man's man. And that was that was an interesting. What did you feel after that? Without going too much into it, Sean, how did you feel after that discussion with him? Did anything come to you? No, or? I felt really supported by him. Right. I felt at first I was like. Uh, a little bit nervous as he started getting into it because it was a little bit of a uh, criticism, right? But then he was very he was very supportive of of me and and, and guiding me to to maybe learn some lessons and, and that sort of thing. So and that's kind of loans itself to who he is, right? And right. how he works with guys, yeah. Right. It was I. It was a it was a beautiful moment for me. Yes. Yeah. Because mm. Sean's raising a son too. His his son's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And I'm always supportive of Sean. Like in terms of fatherhood, from what I've seen, and from I don't know everything, but from what I've seen, Sean's a very caring, very like involved father, mm. like to his son Coit. Mm. And a lot of guys that we're dealing with from the Lifer series, some of them didn't have a father like that. Listen, and just to kind of um, to kind of expound on it, I, I think. What it comes from, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, and this is how I kind of see it, is like, Ralph, if you be a man that might walk through life um, bottling up or holding on to some resentments right. and anger, and you right. go through life as an angry, frustrated person, okay? <laughs> yeah. A few things are going to happen, and if you stay alive long enough, you're probably going to come to ter- have to come to terms with it, and something can happen, and it might not be good. Mount Vesuvius. Exactly, bro. There's going to be a point where shit explodes, and we don't really know how that shit's going to look when it explodes. We certainly know how it looked for Ralph because he shared it with us. Right, and okay? by the way, when it exploded for Ralph, a lot of times we're dealing with people who are 18, 19, 20. 20. Ralph was, was how old? Like 44, 45 years old. Imagine doing 25 at 44. Catching a, a life sentence at 40, okay? And in that, the, the, he had to face up and, and come to understanding what it is to be a man. And at least for him, and it rang true for me, I could fear, I could, I could identify parts of me through his story, and I think that there's a lot of men like that that hold on to a lot of the baggage growing up and try and finagle and push through life. And at some point in time, you know, the shit hits a hits a boiling point. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think Ralph is a great example of that happening and that causing him to turn within and have to really, really find out about what it meant for him to be a man. And in turn, you know, there's a lot of great information there. He might have done and made some mistakes. And if you can listen to it, maybe you don't have to make the mistakes that he made for us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's or, some solution there. Or you can make the mistakes because, you know, no one's going to make a, a, a mistake-free life. But maybe you'll get the lesson you're supposed to get from the mistake instead of repeating. Exactly. That's what, that's a better way to put it. Now, speaking of great fathers, um, I think it's important for us kind of because it happened while we're in San Francisco in the middle of 
talking to Robert, I think, which was another yeah, episode. Yeah, man. We yeah. got Steve got the text. And he let me know. My wife let me know that Kobe Bryant died in a freak helicopter crash with his daughter Gianna and seven other people. And uh, I mean, I was kind of like, I'll be honest with you. In the beginning, I was thinking like, hey, could that really be an accident? Like, is that an accident? Like, how could that be an act? How could Kobe die in a plane in in a helicopter crash like that without it being some? Is there something nefarious going on, or mm-hmm. or was that planned or whatever? I just read today that that the pilot was in three accidents before this. Wow. Uh, Steve, what was you, what was your? <laughs> he's eating a banana mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> they never stop. George of the jungle. He, he waits until we're on the show and then he eats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Yes, yes, yes. Does he eat a lot on the way no. down? No, doesn't eat anything. It doesn't matter though. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I ate a lot before the show. I, I'm always hungry. Yeah, I am too. Right. So. I am too. All right, so, so Steve, I mean, you're a true LA, LA guy. Sean's from the north, and I'm from a, originally Washington. Mm-hmm. And Kobe was a true LA Laker, right? I mean, he was an he LA. He was a true LA Laker. He wasn't a true LA. Angelonian. He came here from somewhere else. Right, but he was a true LA Laker, meaning yeah. that he committed himself to oh. LA Lakers forever. He wasn't one of these guys oh, no. that like went to the Heat and then went over to fucking. It was like a, um, uh, if you want to say like a, like a Kareem or Magic. Like he was loved by. He's a Laker, right? You know? yeah. So, what were your thoughts, <laughs> or how are you feeling about, or what was going through your mind or heart, like as you started processing Kobe's uh, tragedy? Hmm. I just felt, first off, I did believe it when it happened because it's a helicopter and there's so many people now taking helicopters and helicopters, are get, people are getting so comfortable in them. Right. Yeah, of course, man. It's like a plane crash. We lost Rocky Marciano in a plane crash. We lost, you know, countless, we could start naming the people. Buddy Holly. I mean, there's a number of, you know, people and, the, and when those, when those accidents happened, you know, uh, People were like, you know, Richie Valens, right? Buddy, uh, right would, uh, and Buddy Holly, Richie we, Valens, were together. So when you hear these, you're like, how? Out of all, how could it be the one that had so and so? But it didn't. Now it didn't. You know, I was like, fuck, that's crazy. Then come to find out, his daughter's with him. God, and the yeah. first thing that I think of, the very first thing I really think of, is yeah. his family. Right. That the mother has to now bear this. With her kids, not only the loss of her spouse, that maybe she could console with her kids and deal with it. Right. She's lost a daughter and her husband, and she has to console her younger kids, and there's nobody really for her to lean on. My wife's text to mm-hmm. me, literally, during that, she texted, uh, literally, losing my husband and my daughter in the same thing? Fuck that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you all know something, man? What? God forbid we ever have to walk in those shoes. Um, on I don't. I don't know how you. You know. I don't know how we bear. I mean, just and not even to get off subject. Yeah. One of the lifers that we interviewed had to deal with, if you remember correctly, deal with a number of uh, a life sentence, somebody dying, their yeah. child. Ch- had to deal with all that at once. One of the guys that we interviewed, remember Robert? 
Yeah. Oh, God, yes. He was fa- Think about what he was dealing with. It was almost overwhelming. You don't know how the human mind is yeah. going to handle it. So not to take us off course, but I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about Kobe's wife, and it's like, you know, man, sometimes in life you get a lot. Do you get the bucket of shit, dude? And and man, my heart goes out to them. And yes, Kobe was a true Laker. And you know, I don't even know where to begin with that thing. I certainly don't think that there was any foul play. Right? Yeah, I see all this stuff on on big pharma, and 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 it's like I think that's really reaching, man. Like, I think it was a simple uh, as a helicopter crash. You know, in the fog, it was a foggy. So, like, basically what I've read and what I've seen, number one is what even increases the tragedy uh, to me, because I have a daughter and you have a daughter, Steve, Mm -hmm. is that Kobe Bryant had really taken an interest in his daughter, like, you know what I mean, teaching her basketball and all that. He didn't pull this, like, a kind of a traditional move, like, oh, I'm a father and I'm going to deal with the boys and then, you know, my girl, I'm just going to pat her on the head and treat her like a nice, pretty little thing or princess. He was actually working with her in sports. Taking oh, it yeah. seriously. And she was taking it serious. And yeah, right? in return, he was taking it serious. Exactly. <clears throat> <clears throat> but like, so like what you know is like, so not to mention also, by the way, there's seven other people that died in the thing. Absolutely. Too, right? My heart and goes out to them. Families are, 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 are hurt by that as well. And then, so there's foggy. Now I was reading this thing by, um, a air, uh, like a helicopter colonel, like mm-hmm. a guy who was a colonel and his whole thing was doing, um, experimental helicopter piloting mm-hmm. okay so i don't even know like how you do that because helicopters to me seem even more precarious than planes like yeah exactly more things could go wrong and yeah. they can't deal with the there's no gliding no yeah right there's no, there's glide. no soft a mistake landing. is a mistake right right even though sean looked up the statistics when we're driving down we're talking about sean saw that there's more plane crashes than there are actual helicopter crashes but that could be due to volume Right. right. Yeah, I was yeah. the one looking at that. Yeah. Was that you? Yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. All right. Thank you for correcting that. Yeah, so there's more. There's more. Okay. But so this guy's an experimental helicopter pilot. And what he was saying was that in those foggy conditions like that, and they, the, I don't think that the helicopter had the proper instrumentation for flying through clouds and flying. So you can't see anything but just using instruments to know where gravity's at, to know where the ground's at. For sure, the plane, uh, the helicopter didn't have the warning system that lets you know you're too close to the ground. That's voluntary. Does anybody know what they hit? They No, no one actually knows what they hit yet. Okay. But what the, what the colonel was saying was that, number one, that alarm system that lets you know that you're too close to the ground, that alarm system is voluntary. And that a lot of times in cities like this, where you're going from city to city, these companies will t- take it off because when you go over a skyscraper or you go over a building, it'll go off because it seems like the ground's right by you, but mm-hmm. it's not. You're just going over a building. So a lot of times they'll, they'll leave that off. And so what he was saying was that the, the chopper would go way, it went way up high all of a sudden. There was a, mo- a moment where as he was approaching Calabasas and it was fog banked in and according to, now this is no joke, he, they left out of Newport uh, area, right, out of John Wayne Airport, which is right by where I live. And my wife's mother, her company, one of the girls that works for her actually works for somebody that, that actually runs the airport over there. Mm-hmm. And they said that they'd already told Kobe and everybody. 
and that all most of the choppers had been grounded that day because mm-hmm. of the fog, because of the weather conditions. And they told them like, hey, you know, it's not a good idea, and we're not, no one's flying out, you know, it's too foggy. Mm-hmm. But everybody had made the decision like, nah, it's fine, we'll just go. Mm-hmm. So they go up in those conditions, they go way out. The colonel was saying that when the chopper, as it was approaching Calabasas, it must have been fogged in, and a lot of witnesses on the ground were saying like, yeah. You could hear it, but you couldn't see it because it was kind of foggy or whatever by Las Virginis Road, which, by the way, is right next to Pepperdine Law School. Mm-hmm. Right, That's how you get to it. Uh, he said that the chopper all of a sudden went up in elevation real fast. And he said a lot of times they'll do that when all of a sudden you get spooked that you're too close to the ground. Mm. Like all of a sudden. So what he was surmising was that the chopper was coming in and if you know anything about that area of California, you have like ocean and then all of a sudden mountains. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The Santa Monica Mountains. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no like slight gradual. So think about it. You're flying in, there's fog bank, then these mountains are coming up out of, out of wherever. And so he said that, and the instrumentation that it had didn't give, and there's no alarm for getting close to the ground where something's going to tell you like, hey, you're only 10 feet off the ground. So he said what happens is, so it goes up like that high up in elevation, must have saw the ground and realized he was getting too close. But there was also clouds up there. And he said that when, and he's not saying necessarily in this case because they don't, mm. they didn't have a black box recorder in this. I heard there was a recorder of some sort in there. They were able to record, there's, somebody had an iPad, which I think is what the, the pilots use. They use like an iPad app to do all that stuff. But in terms of an official black box recorder, there's none in this one. Mm. so what the colonel was saying was that then when you go up like that and you go fast you can get real disoriented and he seemed to think that that the pilot didn't know that his nose was down that the, that when the pilot started pushing forward or whatever it was because he got disoriented going up so fast and there's all this cloud that he didn't realize that the nose was down facing down so that he was now going forward again at a downward slope and then, you know, obviously he's thinking that they must have touched the ground or hit something on the side. And if you look at that area, there's canyons. So it's not just you might have hit a hill or the, the mountain. It, you could actually fly in between two very steep mountains right there. So you could hit the back. Just, the, just nick like the, yeah. the rotor in the back. And when you saw that video, did you guys see the video? Yep. You saw it was spinning. Like it was spinning. So to me, it looked like that back stabilizer had gotten yeah. fucked up, right, yeah. Sean? Yeah, he was just spinning out of control. So what were you going to say? You look like you're about to say something, Sean. Uh, no. Okay. Just that fireball at the end. I was just like, uh, yep, everyone's gone. That's just fucked up. And anyway, so I was you know, looking at all that <laughs> and thinking about that as we were coming back, too, in terms of, you know, and everyone says it when things like this happen, but rarely do people really live it. Like you really don't have that long. You don't know how long <clears throat> you got and it ain't that long. Well, Kobe even said it. You can look at a bunch of interviews that they put up with him. He's like, you know, life's too short, you know, da, da, da. And we all say that, but we forget until we're reminded, you know, how fragile this thing is and how quickly it can be. And the thing about Kobe is, is I don't, I don't think people really put time into thinking about it, but like, like when he says life's too short, 
it's one thing for us regular folk to say that when we're like, well, I'm going to stay up an extra hour and read a little bit. You know what? I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to read a book a month, you know? But when Kobe said it, you look at Kobe's work ethic and you look at his routine and how much he sacrificed to be one of the greatest mm, of all time. It's true. He really put in work that yeah. most of us can't stomach. You can talk a big one, but Kobe was one of those guys that like really put in work. He was... I was listening to interviews about how he, he wasn't like his body was the greatest body mm-hmm. for basketball. Wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the best. And he was saying that he knew that early on, man. He was looking at his jump shots and he said that, you know, he wasn't like Shaq. He was like, Shaq is huge. Shaq was a beast. Shaq had the body. Most guys that are as big as Shaq, he was saying on an interview, it was like they're nervous and shy and they don't kind of want to be that big. But he said Shaq owned it. Huh. And he was saying if Shaq had, and, and they had, you know, it's known that they didn't get along a mm-hmm, lot, mm-hmm. right? But he, but, but, but he was saying, Kobe was saying if Shaq had the work ethic that I had, mm-hmm. he would have been like 20 times better than he was. Like he would have probably been a legend beyond like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar if Shaq had the work ethic that Kobe had. And mm-hmm. Kobe was saying that not <clears throat> being mean, but out of respect for Shaq's potential. Mm-hmm. But, but dude, Kobe was saying, like, even my legs, he said there was a point in time where he realized that he had to lift weights to build up his legs because he just didn't naturally have the thigh meat and the whatever meat to make all the jump shots for NBA style. So he worked at it. He's one of those guys that came in and worked at it. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, look at Stephen Curry, right? Stephen Curry. Yeah. He, that guy doesn't leave the gym until he makes three three-pointers in a row. He's got to sink three before he leaves for the night. And those are guys that have made it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. That's gangster. Dude, those are guys that have made it. That's beyond, that might even be beyond gangster. Yeah. yeah. That those guys have actually made it. And there's a lot of guys. Do you ever listen to Walter Bond? No. Walter Bond is a, as a basketball player turned motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. And it's real interesting because Walter Bond, you go and listen to him. It's interesting. And he talks, one of the things he talks about, I can't remember what team he fucking played for, but he said there was a guy on his team. So he made it to the NBA, and he only got three years in the NBA, right? And he was playing alongside another guy, fuck, I wish I remember his name, Stockton or whatever, one of these guys. And he said, like, during that time, he used to tease him because the guy that he he played with, after every game would go to, and after every practice would go to a chiropractor. And Bond was clowning him, being like, I don't got to do that. Like, we didn't take all that. Go ahead, Sean. What did you find? Walter Bond. Uh, I haven't found anything. Oh, I thought you were looking. God damn, Sean. It looked like he was researching mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Walter Bond said that the guy that he was playing with, Stockwell, Stockton, I don't remember his name. He said that that guy went on to have a 20 years career. And now Bond realized he was the idiot because he was clowning that guy for getting chiropractic yep. after every single thing. But maybe he he didn't have the guts or the mind to be like, maybe I should have learned from that instead of clowning it. So there's a level of player that all they want to do is make it to the NBA uh-huh. or to the NFL. Right. And then there's guys like Jordan <clears throat> Bryant or whatever who, no, they want to win championships. They're about winning champ. It's not just it, getting to the NBA wasn't the goal. To win championships, maybe to be the greatest of all time. So, rest in peace, Gianna. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. Right. Right. 
and yeah. um, I just wanted tough to tough loss for LA. Really heart goes out. There. If, and, and and you know he, I just wanted to put that out there because that's what's happening. Like that's what was happening during our time in what in, else was happening in San Francisco. Well, <laughs> I mean, Sean, you tell us what's happening for you. What's big this weekend for you? Um, there's something big. There, there is something big. What do you mean? Look at his face. How is that possible, Steve? And a big day tomorrow. Well, how is that oh, possible? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this weekend. Maybe it's not that big. Maybe it's bigger nah, for us than it's Super Bowl, bro. Look at him, dude. Yeah. Maybe it's not that big Super for him, after all. <laughs> what do you think it is? Yeah, I mean. I thought you meant with me, man. I thought you were trying to ask me about me personally. I thought, you know. It's not personal it's for not you? Personal. I mean, it's definitely personal, but, you know. You don't have nothing to do with us. Yeah. You guys, you guys aren't going to watch? No, we're going to watch. All right. Well, wait a second. So why is it a big deal to you, Sean? Because I'm a huge 49er fan. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, and who's in the Super Bowl? 49ers. Oh, who are they I playing? Chiefs. Okay. And by the time people get this show, when are we dropping this show? Um, but we haven't talked about it. Well, Steve, And we could drop it on Monday. This is a Rampart show. Mm-hmm. We're eventually going to get to fucking or either this, this is, might not be the ramp. The rampart yeah, show might be next. Dude, we're like forty five minutes yeah. into this show. I think we'll probably. This is a business show. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you let me know? When Kobe we, special. Okay. Why don't you let me know when we're like at an hour, hour and fifteen? This is remembering okay. Kobe. Partially, yeah, that's Partially. good. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so by the time, so wait a second. So then, when by the time, but anyway, by the time people listen to this, the, 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 the Super Bowl is going to be, be over, over, right? All right, so that puts us in an interesting position right now. Yes. It's just a prediction. Right. Predicament. All right. So, Sean, Mr. NFL, who won the NFL quiz, who, when, when no one's watching, he's like, <laughs> I'm an expert on the NFL. That's right. You won that quiz that day. Yeah. So, Mr. NFL, Mr. Football, you know, the, the geek who reads all... What blogs do you read? Tell, share this with our, oh, our listeners. What blogs do I read <laughs> for, for sports? None. I, I just go on Reddit. He is a walking blog on NFL. No, yeah. all right. So, what Reddit, do you do? how do you get educated on the NFL? I usually just monitor Twitter. I have, like, a special Twitter feed that's just, <laughs> just 49er stuff. Really? Yeah. And then, um, and it's like the only thing I I pay attention to on Twitter. It's like I don't right. really go on and you're not watching for at, Donald Trump's next. Tweet. Nah, I don't fuck around with that. And then I do every day. I look at the Forty ers even in off season. I look at the Forty ers Yeah, you right? said that. You watch what's going on with them. Yeah, and so okay, so you go through all that, but you don't do any other sites, nothing else in terms of NFL basic knowledge. No, but there's a lot of stuff that comes into my feed that I end up reading because I'm chasing it down. So if it's an article, I'll go land on the article and read it or whatever. Right, um, just Mr. Forty ers Yeah. Now, uh, so now that you've got that background, uh, why don't you tell us about the matchup between Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco Forty ers uh, this is a horrible matchup for the Niners. Why? And I'll tell you why. Yeah, come because on. Because come on. If you look at the, if you look at what has happened during the season, the 49ers have lost to uh, the Ravens, mm-hmm. and they've lost to Seattle. Big defensive teams. No. Big offensive mobile teams? quarterbacks. Mobile quarterbacks. Mobile fucking mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And when you think of a mobile quarterback, 
a mobile there's quarterback. There's a guy that comes into mind, and he yeah. might play for Kansas City, right? Yes. I mean, this guy is incredible. He is the incredible, right? Threat. He yeah, is the ultimate threat. He really is incredible. I would this say this is Sean's. This is Sean's 49er prediction matchup music right now. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Come on, Sean. Tell yeah. us, brother. Tell us. Yeah, but but give us the big but. But yeah, like schematically, and uh, I just think that man, if if they if they ever had a shot, who to be. You know, you know, the 49ers have been doubted this whole this whole season. Because they had a bad season last year, my oh, brother. And the season before, and the season before, and the okay. season yeah, before. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about no, that. No, let's not talk about that. Let's get back to tell us what's going to happen now. They've been doubted before. They've and been now, doubted before. Come on. It's their time. Give us the 49ers. It's their time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> come on. No, I. you know what? I'm not confident. I'm not confident. You, oh, wait, stop. Are you saying that because you think God's listening and he's going to snatch your victory I'm all, away? I'm always saying, hey, listen to me. Have I ever got on here and said, you know, oh, they're going to win this game? I've never come on here and said Dude, that. You know what that is? That's his dirty socks. Good luck to dirty socks. He's going to keep it the same way every yeah. time because it's working. That's why I miss kickoff. I always miss kickoff. Because I don't want to. I don't know what it is, man. I just, I, I have to miss kickoff. <laughs> oh, that's one of those weird things. It is one of those. It's one of those weird things that you can't, can't stop on I'll turn it. I'll watch the beginning and then I'll turn kickoff on and be like, okay. Make sure it's kicked off. And, oh, the game has started. I'll see like a thing on thing? my phone and then you can turn and then, the I turn, and then I'm right. and then I'm cool. Uh, but I got to miss kickoff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Even though I missed kickoff before, and they have lost. Um, so I don't know. It's just one of those weird, weird things. All there, right, there's so, your there's your NFL theme. And you wanna know what? Uh Mahoney? Mahomes. Mahomes. He's he is a uh he's legit. He's an incredible, incredible quarterback. This kid, he makes throws on the run Dude, that just no look throws. He's I mean he does all this <laughs> sidearmed. Yeah. He's he's like the ultimate. Hey, last year. I mean, when you're I talking, saw this, you're talking to a Seahawks fan, so Russell Wilson. So I understand quarterbacks that can throw and do shit on a run. Yeah, and yeah, it's kind of like the way this guy, hey. throw, like the sidearm shit you're talking about. Some of it looks like we've we've seen a little bit of that from my boy from Green Bay, right? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But this kid is like he's younger, man. And yeah. he's from new school. He throws some stuff, bro, that not by physics shouldn't even right. go, he's got go like to where a it's going. Stunt throws and shit. He's yeah, crazy. Bro. I, he's done stuff. He's got highlight reels of stuff that you haven't seen from other quarterbacks, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So now and as a matter of fact, uh, I would actually say that if I was gonna pick uh if I was gonna pick a, a quarterback that yeah. I wanted, yeah. I wouldn't pick Newton. I'd pick Mahomes over Newton. Okay, so all right, all right. Thank you, everyone. And listen. I listen. Listen, I I I hate on San Francisco. I just don't care for them. I don't like San. I've never have. They're always been the rival, but they have been doubted. And I gotta say, every time I would ask, because I don't watch Forty Nine er games, right? I would just ask, right, every week. Yeah, the Forty Nine ers win. Yeah, and the answer would be yeah. 49ers yeah. win again. I'm like, fuck, those dudes do, are not losing. Dude, they're fucking Okay, so all right, crazy. all right. Listen, now listen, I'm in a quandary. I'm in a quandary. You can change that? my what name to Tyrone Quandary. What's up? Because on the one hand, Niners are a California team, and I like to see California win, even mm-hmm. though my real team is Seattle Seahawks. I've right, been there. Uh, right, okay. 
The flip side is Kansas City Chiefs got a fucking Native American arrowhead on their fucking right, thing, and it's that. the Chiefs. You said that. And I said that. My wife, I told my wife that. Wait, what? Let me ask you a question. Do it. Because there is a lot of, I saw, I no. saw a tweet. No? Do it. Do it. Ask the question, and I'll let the listeners know. Let's go. The question is, I've seen tweets like, oh, I'm going to root for the one that doesn't have the racist name. Fuck that. What do you think about that? Because you are a red man. Listen, I'm a red man, and I said, fuck all that shit about, first of all, my wife, okay? So I said, I'm about the Chiefs. I finally decided, I'm about the motherfucking Chiefs. Right. Why? Because there's a fucking arrowhead, and they're called the fucking Chiefs. Right. And if, if nothing else, and I'm not even going to bring, you know, KC Masterpiece Barbecue into this. I'm going to leave that on the side. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say this. Kansas City, listen, at least they're, re- they're representing American Indians. At least they're remind. And my wife said to me, she said, yeah, but that's a bunch of white motherfuckers that are trying to, trying to be racist. I go, what? what? Well, what? let me tell you something. At least they're putting the name out. At right. least American right. Indians have visibility. Right. Like, at least you are reminded that it's arrowheads and Indians up in this piece. Then my wife said, yeah, but it's all going to get to make the white man rich. I said to my wife, I go, it's all making a white man rich anyway. At least they ain't hiding. I'm like, what am I going to go for? A bunch of 49ers, gold diggers? Right. Fuck that. That was Indian land. And then they went in and took all that gold. Right, right. I don't need to see nothing. But I already know there's gold diggers in America. And guess what? Them gold diggers is making white people rich, too. So, I'm, I tell you, I'm going for, I'm with you on Chiefs. On the Chiefs. Because you did your DNA. How much How much Indian do 15%. you get? 15%. Yeah. Native American. Uh, but let will tell you something. I'll tell you this. I'm one, I don't care for San Francisco, so I'm going to stand my ground. I ain't never going to go for 49ers. But two, and I'm going, and I, and I don't care either way, but I'm going for Kansas City Chiefs because I like that quarterback. I do too. Bones. I really I like, like the, that kid a lot. Man. I like the quarterback. And like, I'm busting balls a little bit about 49ers. But to be honest with you, I love Joe Montana. And I do love, up to a point, the 49ers and all that other stuff. I'm just saying, in this particular instance, give me the fucking arrowhead. And my, and my homes. There you go. Is, is that crazy? Indian thing. All right. Now, now that we've set our piece, our peace pipe, mm-hmm. all right? Sean, prediction. Sean, what's the prediction? Score wise? Yeah. No, Ooh. prediction in, no. in how many people are going to buy gumdrops at the fucking Well, you could have been like, who's going to win? Don't give me the score. Give uh, <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> hey, Sean, don't give us a score. Who's going to win? Give us a prediction, bro. Who wins by how many points? Uh, well, I got to go with the Niners. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going 30, 34, 30. 34, 30. 30. Yeah. That sounds actually pretty good to me. 34, 30, Niners win. Yeah. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. By the time you hear this, you'll know whether or not Sean's correct or full of shit. Yep. Awesome. I love that. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. You're and thank you for the breakdown, Sean. Yeah, that was good. And so that the listeners know, listen, don't forget about Manscaped, right? Ball whites, ball deodorant, fucking wrinkle-free fucking ball trimmers. Yeah, anti-bat wings. (laughs) By the way, um, so my wife is helping us organize all that. She got it all set up with the representatives and everything. They're going to give us a code, 
Mm-hmm. They're going to give us a code uh, to track, you know, sales through the show, and they're going to give us the prizes and all that other stuff. Promo code. Promo code. That's right. I hope it's something that has to do with I don't want some random promo code. It should be something like. 13, 13, 13. Or lucky 17. Yeah, like, like that. Something like that. 17, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah SM17. Yeah, it should be something like that. Yeah, exactly. And then um, um, she's working on it a lot. But, Sean, we're going to be moving probably over to another platform in terms right. of what the, where the show. How is that going to affect the listeners? Is that going to affect them at all? Um, no. Yeah, the feed will still come the regular way. They, they If you stay subscribed, you should be able to keep your subscription. Right. Um, right. But I don't know. I mean, I've never done this before. Right. All right. So we're so we'll be switching from Libsyn to Red Circle. If you don't know what that means, don't fucking worry about it. We'll help you get to where you need to get to. And you might not have to be directed anywhere. It may just happen, right? Yeah. But the show is expanding and growing. Have you guys seen the reaction for Lepke for mayor? Yeah. I love that close, man. I love it too. (laughs) Lepke for mayor. I don't know if he could do mayor, maybe alderman. Maybe. Maybe like a waste removal captain or whatever. <laughs> Maybe he could be the mayor of West Hollywood. Hmm? <laughs> Let's talk to him about that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. might be able to be that. Um, he might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that. Do you? What, what do you think he will do at the at the debates uh, when Lepke gets up to do the debates, Steve? What do you think he'll be able to do or what's going to happen during that time? Uh, I think he's going to. Maybe get frustrated, blow a head gasket. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, who? The moderator? Is the moderator going to pull his hair out because Lepke's going on a tangent? I don't know. That that could happen. That could happen. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah, the show is expanding. And, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, we have Lepke. We have a, we have a couple personalities. Um, on-site anchorman a couple things going on we're gonna we're gonna start expanding we're gonna start bringing more news to you guys right so listen so so lepke because sean asked a question can a convict run for office Mm -hmm. and the answer is uh the constitution does allow a convicted felon to be a member of congress there you go even if in prison According to this, you technically, if Congress allowed it, you could actually be a mayor Congress- from fucking prison. Yeah, you could be in prison and be the mayor. That's interesting. I never knew that. You know, strangely enough, uh, maybe you can attest to this, Steve. Maybe you can't, but uh, there's probably some guys in high political office that are absolutely in prison. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But as far as like city council and all that other stuff, we'd have to go look at the bylaws of city council. But I'm going to pull the one for Santa. Well, here's the other problem. Lepke lives in Orange County. Yeah, he's going to have to move back to L.A. You know what we might have to do is have him run for Senate. Because then you could be anywhere. He's, he's from Los Angeles, although he's living down there because he's working down there. He's rolling people up down there. No, but what I'm saying is, is that if he ran for senator, then we wouldn't have to worry about where he lives because it's the entire state. Mm-hmm. And we should try to take out Barbara Boxer or whoever the fucking. Yeah. Or who's that chick that ran for uh, president who was the African-American lady? Looks nice. She's a good looking. She's not a bad looking lady, but. Kamala she, Harris? Kamala Harris is the other senator. We should have Lepke versus Harris because she was a DA. She was Ooh. a district attorney. I like that. You like that idea? Heads for up. Los Angeles. Yeah, heads up. Then we could run Lepke at her, dude. So yeah. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look into how many signatures we need. 
Yes. Right? Senator Lepke. Can you imagine if if they had the impeachment trial and Senator Lepke was one of the guys voting yeah, on Trump? Yeah. Could you imagine him talking to Mitch McConnell? <laughs> like that how easy would it be for lepke to grab that thick like fat bag? turkey neck yeah lepke could just crush that right yeah absolutely all right lepke for senate we're thinking too small right mayor mayor lepke for senator senator and then and then senator demarco <laughs> senator senator big lep and you know what i'm gonna tell you something else and you think i'm i'm crazy but there, there might be a method to my madness mm. there might be a method because Think about when you have to do a filibuster in the Senate, like someone has to give up and give a speech oh, man. for like 48 hours so yeah. no one can vote. Who's better to do a filibuster than Lepke? Like how long can that guy talk? Steve, oh, he you can know. talk for days. Right. Without breathing. Right. Right. He breathes through his skin like a salamander. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So He dude, can talk you, without taking a breath, dude, without exhaling or inhaling. You could, we could actually get him to filibuster for his entire term. Six years, nobody could do shit yeah. in the Senate. <laughs> All right, so we got that coming up. Uh, anything else? Are we are we nearing a time for a break, or is that how, what, how much time we got? We're at an hour. All right, we need. Let's give him another fifteen minutes. Yeah. Come on, Steve. What do you got, Steve? Come on, man. What's up, Big Luck? What you got? What do you, you want to talk about? Man, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about. Yeah, come on. I tell you, man. You know, I you know. Listen, man. There's there's definitely. Uh, you want me to go through? The I know. I, I want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about. I just recently. Uh, we're going on about uh, a week now. I went completely plant-based. You did? Yeah. I've huh. stopped eating meat. You really? crazy motherfucker. I stopped eating meat. And you know what? I got my boy Esteban, Oriel, who's with me, neck and neck, and we're both doing this thing. No shit. Oh, we send pictures of each other's meals and just kind of keeping each other intact. Now, I know, you know, I know you, um, Chumahan, have been uh, a vegan for quite some time. I'm not going to label myself vegan because when I do want a steak or when I do want a burger once in a great while, I still have the window or door open to do that. But um, I I definitely have, I'm not purchasing any more meat. And uh, I've been eating vegetables, beans, salads, lots of raw vegetables. And a couple of days a week, I'm doing this Beyond Beef. Give a shout out to Beyond Beef, by the hey, way. Hey, you, yeah, Beyond Beef. Man, their sausages. Beyond Beef. Plant based, and it tastes fantastic. I mean, unbelievable. So, you know, I don't know. And I think, I, I, you know, to, in today's world, the stuff that they're making, you don't really, I'm saying, I don't really need meat. There's so much stuff out there that tastes as good as meat, if not better. That you can substitute. So when we were in, Dan, you bring up a great thing in San Francisco, right? What did mm-hmm. you do? You went and did you went to somewhere and you got the what? I went to Ralph's and I got some Beyond Beef uh, sausages, and I cooked them, and they were fucking fantastic. They're pretty good. Yeah, you guys tasted them. Yeah, yeah, they were good. What? <laughs> <laughs> right? That was me. That was that was, that was all, all of us. us. Yeah, Steve, we got a we we're in the we we got one. Now, I mean, you were talking, and so I believe, so I've eliminated all of it, 
And then I'm wrestling with a couple different things. One is my protein bars. Yeah. My yeah, protein hard. bars can, can, so they consist of whey, which if you guys listening don't know, that's animal. That's, that's milk. That's milk. That's basically. dairy. That's dairy. So I don't eat cheese. I don't eat milk, but I do have the protein bars of it. And the other thing is um, one of my buddy who's a high-level fighter, a pro fighter, he goes, listen, that's great. How about you keep fishing every now and then? I go, no, nah, I don't want to do the fishing. He goes, all right, well, how about eggs? Egg whites? So I'm kind of going back and forth with maybe once or twice a week some egg whites, uh, keeping that in there. But yeah. other than that, there's nothing. And I don't really know if I'm going to keep egg whites in there. So, you know, my this is like my wife, she would say when it's, and I'm with you. I mean, a lot of it for me, especially in the early part, was about like nutrition. I mean, is that the reason why? Why are you doing this? No, listen, it's two things. Go ahead. The primary and first reason why was health reasons. Right. Was health. Right. Okay. Like clogged arteries. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I just don't want clogged arteries. And supposedly the only way that your arteries can unclog and reverse them is going to plant-based diet. Not cutting down on red meat or meat or meat. Stopping it and going, okay? So that's one. Yeah. But slowly, and we talked about this in front of Enzo's, it started becoming about the treatment of animals. Right. It started to become about, it's just not sitting well with me eating cattle or meat or and knowing the way that these animals have been treated mm -hmm. it's just like it's just got some bad juju where, to it where bro. does that come from were you watching something I, or? I, just over time i mean i've known about it i've seen but i started adding that against humans dying of like these heart attacks at young ages and these arteries that are clogging and right. i almost think like it's almost the universe bucking back on what we're doing to the animals Okay. You know, yeah. and I just don't think we're designed to eat meat like that. I don't. Uh, it just doesn't. It, it all don't fucking wash with me. And so the reason I'm wrestling with this egg thing is Chumahan really broke down to me. For one, I don't have a problem removing chicken breasts out because they burn the beaks off of the chickens oh. and they're fucking in these little kids. It's, it's fucked up. But then me and Chumahan start talking about how they keep these hens pregnant right yep and they keep them pregnant not only that they're like smashing these cages these and you know i'll tell you something the reason why you have to you know if you, in in the old 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 days when they had like chickens on a farm mm -hmm. and you would just go and get like the egg or whatever there wasn't all this salmonella shit on the outside of it the reason why there is is because they're all jammed so close to each other that they're shitting on each other yeah and so there's feces on everything and these fucking chickens is the if you ever go see an egg operation and in the male chicks they just throw them sometimes in giant plastic bags they don't even kill them they just throw them in giant plastic bags throw them in the trash just let them die like that because they're male they're not gonna be female chicks and and dude i it's hard man it's hard and when i was eat, listen you're and i was a, eat, a meat eater like a crazy sean how crazy of a meat eater was i crazy like what would I do, dude? Yeah, you'd bring fucking, you'd cut up meat and put it in your pocket in a plastic bag and eat it during class. 
Yeah, I had a smoker. <laughs> no, I know. You've told me the story. I know, Al. You're a crazy meat eater. I, I ate meat like that, too. And I then when it. I saw, like, my wife show me what was going on with these chickens mm-hmm. and, like, what happened to the male chickens for the eggs and all this other shit, man, I was like, I can't be a part of that. I just it's can't. It's fucked up. It's bad juju. What happens with the egg? So when you go to these egg farms. Yeah. What else besides throwing the, the male chicks away? What, how do I mean, they do they, to keep these hens pregnant? I mean, they're all full of like uh, hormones, right? They're n- that's why they tell you they're not going to put antibiotics in them. They, they've never been putting antibiotics in chickens. It's hormones to keep them pregnant right. and to keep them pushing out as many of these fucking eggs as they can. That's what's going on. Right. And in fact, they're finding out that a lot of these chicken breasts and all that other stuff are full of estrogen and all the stuff that they've been feeding all these things to people. And people don't know that. They don't realize that. They right. think like, uh, in fact, somebody was telling me, they're like, be careful eating soy because sometimes I eat tofu. I don't eat mm-hmm. a lot of it, but sometimes I eat tofu. People are like, hey, be careful with soy. There's estrogen. Everyone's heard that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And You're going to grow tits if you drink, that, eat too much soy. Yeah. Right. And then I turn to my go, like, have you ever seen any Chinese dude with big ass titties? Have nope. you seen that? Nope. Those guys are the thinnest. Mo- How much do you fucking yeah. tofu uh, burgers? Do I got you- a blocker for that estrogen if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> How many fucking, you know, look at Bruce Lee. How many things of tofu do you think Bruce Lee ate? Yeah, there right? you go. Where's his tits? Where's his double Ds? Yeah, exactly. Sugar tits. Meanwhile. Sweet it- <laughs> tits. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's neckbeard dudes who already have breasts that are telling me that. That's right. It's the truth. That's the truth. Anyway, well, I applaud it. Um, and so, you know, that's, you know, we're going back and forth with some of that. But, yes, it started off as a health thing. You know, guy, I was seeing guys, not in my immediate circle, but guys right around at my age. And listen, I'm a little older than you. I'm a little older than both of you guys, okay? Not that much, but a little bit. And guys having massive heart attacks. Yeah, who was and that they're guy? Going, a, a bunch of guys. It wasn't a guy. And these guys are going, a, a few of them just died, dead, had a heart attack. Then a few of them went into the hospital and they were like, oh, this artery's 100% clogged. This one's 60%. We're going to put a stint. We're going to do this. A couple guys got cut open. They had to do bypasses. These are guys that are in their early 50s, some 50. Right. And there's a lot of different things attributing it. Some you can't, you don't know about or some you do. And I just thought, you know what, man? These clogged arteries, man, I... I think that that shit's coming as a direct result of eating flesh, meat. I, I believe that. And the dairy. And, the, and I believe that that's the stuff that's causing the plaque buildup in these arteries. And so for some reason, it just rubs me like that. So, uh, you know, that's where I'm at. And as me and, as I started getting more and more educated on it and talking more with Chumahan and other people, it started becoming about... It, that it's not fair to the animals, that there's no need to take their lives and eat their carcass, and it just doesn't, they ain't, ain't sitting right with me. Listen, and what do they listen, say? This is someone just called in, <clears throat> and the chickens are saying, Thank you, Steve. Now, how did you phrase that, Chumahan? What? Thank you, Steve? No, that if it's about health, that, was that my reason wife. might not stick. That's but my if wife. it's about a bigger. It's about the animal. Can you can you? Yeah, that was that? my wife. My okay. wife said to me that when you're vegan for dietary or nutritional or like weight loss or health reasons, mm-hmm. you're gonna crack okay. eventually. 
But if you're vegan because it's about the consciousness, consciousness, it's about actually realizing that animals have feelings and consciousness too, and caring about what we're doing to them in t- at the industrial scale. Mm-hmm. She said that at that level, she said, if you, that's what it's about, then the veganism will stick because it's more than just about how you look or your body or how you right. feel. It's also about compassion for other animals. And and that's, I got to say, man, this is where I'm at with it. I'm right in the middle. I would think that a show where we do stuff with lifers, like the Lifer series, people who are in a prison that got to figure out how to live their life in a, in a cage, mm-hmm. right, that are enclosed in an industrialized, institutionalized cage mm-hmm. is going to have some sort of compassion for another being. That, I would think so. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's a similarity there. Like in certain ways, there's similar. And so I think about that. And then, you know, I don't even know if we talked about it on the show, but like I've had the experience. I used to hunt a lot, you know, mm-hmm. real hunting too. None of this fucking pecker with bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was Ted Nugent fucking bullshit. Right. <laughs> All right. Right. And I fucking went in a. In a Gutted a deer. Oh, yeah. For sure. Numerous. Numerous deer. My one of my first uh, memories is my dad uh, killing our pet lamb, and then we gutted it, and him showing me how to gut it. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my first. That's like probably when I was like four, right? So I didn't have any problem with any of that. But I'll tell you, one time, my dad had a, a small cattle herd, mm-hmm. and I killed the. It was uh, I killed. I wanted to kill. I looked. To be honest with you, I wanted to kill it. There's a it sounds fucked up. I'm just gonna it doesn't sound fucked up. Sounds right to me. It, I'm just telling you, there's yeah, a there's you a wanted to take something out. I did. Yeah, and it was like this innocent animal, but whatever. You're like, I want to experience taking the soul of something. Hey, dude, I had already taken the soul of some things before that, and I still right. wanted to do it. Right. There's a certain kind of pleasure that's derived from killing something. Absolutely, I All get right. that. All right, I'm not, and I was gonna try to sound like you know power more spiritual than that but the truth is that's yeah, the truth that's what you were feeling at the time you're a young man i yeah. get it i was like grab the gun and i'm like i'm yeah, gonna your kill. dad does this bro come on well, i don't even know what anyway so i shot the 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 beef cattle did you see it coming or you snuck up on him were nah, you just too quick I lay, for that nope i lay he was staring right at me mm-hmm. and i just lowered the rifle mm-hmm and I just put the beads like right in that little white patch in the fucking thing in the in his fucking. Did you try to put his mouth on it, like eat it? No, he, no? Okay. And, but the thing was didn't even run. Like it no, it didn't know what the fuck you're doing. Uh and I pulled the trigger, and it was like a crack, and a fucking, I, and it was like instantaneous, and it looked like somebody shooting a bucket full of red fluid. It just poured his brain, his blood just poured out of his head. He mm-hmm. he he collapsed. Was he staring at you. Yeah. Yeah, big, big, big doughy eyes staring at me. And to be honest with you, I didn't feel bad about it. You know when mm. I started to feel bad? Mm. 20 I mean, years later. Nah, man, nah, I don't even mm. think about it until mm. we're doing the show. No, what made me feel bad was that the other cows that were in, oh, yeah, you said that. in the fucking thing with him, uh-huh. they all at the same time. Came around? Like they didn't run away from the gunshot. No. They, they gathered around and they started sniffing the corpse of the dead uh, cow or right, bull, right, dead bull, right, right. right? They started sniffing the corpse of the dead bull, and and looking at you like you asshole. They spent about like five minutes sniffing it, and then they all started mooing together. That's crazy, bro. See, that shit ain't right. 
That ain't cool. They knew it was dead. Dead, yeah. And they were mourning it. And, and, you know, I remember thinking like, because you hear that shit about elephants. Right. Like, you know, the elephant graveyard and they go there and mm-hmm. they touch the bones and they shake their foot. But you don't hear that about fucking cows, beef. You don't hear that about beef. And I saw it with my own two eyes and I was the perpetrator who fucking killed it. That started in me a little something. Yeah, it made you feel at, un at ease with what had happened. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't totally because I'm like, well, this life's a cold bitch shit. Kobe and his right. family just learned right, the hard right, way. Right, you right. die in this world. Right. When the flip side was, as time went on, it was like, did I really have to do that? Right. Did I really have to do that? Right. I didn't really have to do that. Not to live. Right. And I already do enough fucked up shit in other ways that, like, do I need to add that to the karma load? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel you when you're talking about the animals and, 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 and all of that. It would still take me some years before I really gripped onto that. And it might, you know, I was teased because when I was a really young kid, I, I loved animals. Mm-hmm. And they used to call me Nature Boy. Nature Boy. You're hugging trees and hugging cows. And, yeah. They yeah. clown you because of it. Because I cried when a dog was shot. Yeah. Well, you care about animals. So you're just really moving closer to what you really are and how you really feel. Yeah, that's Before you started changing upon what other people thought of your ass. That's it. That's true, dude. Yeah. Do you feel that? Do you feel that's happening to you? Um... Well, yeah, but listen, man, I got to, you know, I told you, man, I was definitely um, uh, more of a sissy mama's boy when I was a little kid, you know, and I was a sensitive kid. And um, I remember I threw a a rock in the back of Jack in the Box, and I was about five or six years old, and I threw a rock at a, there was a family of like, pigeons all these pigeons uh. eating what right and so i took a, a rock like the size of like a baseball and i threw it as hard as i could at this flock that was eat, drinking water all on the thing right hoping that the rock would hit one of them right because it's a whole and i had a good arm and sure enough they all fly away and this little baby little one is laid there just out cold dead a baby one little one yeah and I looked and I walked around like, oh man, at first I was excited. I was like, oh damn, I hit one, I hit one. And I looked over and I seen it. And I was like, oh man, I remember. And I haven't told this story to many people. I ran home. I ran home and I told my mom and I started crying. I was like, the bird didn't do anything. I threw a rock and I killed a bird. And so I felt bad and the whole thing. And my mom's like, well, go get the bird and bury the bird. At least do that and, and, you know, say you're sorry and go bury the bird. So I go back over to where the thing's at and I have these two pieces of cardboard and I got it with because I want to touch it, right? right? And I brought it behind this apartment building and dug a little hole and put it in the hole and covered it up and was like, I'm sorry. I felt bad and I went home. But I, it affected me enough to go tell my mom and I cried about it. So, you know, um, I th- to answer your question, I think... I think I am, and I think that the more comfortable I get in my own skin, and the more um, what's the word? I don't. There's a word, and I can't, it's escaping me. Confident I become as a man, like you know, I don't. There were things that I used to maybe like you know, 
shy away from and I don't shy at all anymore about it, you know? I, yeah, so I think, and, and maybe I am. Maybe I am moving towards that direction. Maybe that's who I really am. I have compassion for animals and different stuff like that. So anyways, you know, back to, you know, eating, eating well, plant-based. Well, the thing is, is, you know, one of the stories about the Buddha mm-hmm. uh, is that when he was in that place after he had studied with everybody and he still hadn't like had the enlightenment or the realization, whatever it was, and then he just says, I'm going to go under the Bodhi tree and I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, meditate until something happens. And the reason why compassion became the 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 way through mm-hmm. is because the the Buddha had said that when he was a young boy, like he was rich as a young kid, he was a rich kid, right, right. And his family had set up uh, somewhere for outside for like a picnic, and they were outside watching, and they were watching a farmer till his field or something, and he'd seen the plow destroy like an anthill and he saw all the ants running and scurrying and as a little kid he felt bad about that Mm. so what he said was as he was meditating and that came back to him and somehow that allowed him to see that compassion for other beings that was a natural thing in him and that that somehow led him to the enlightenment of being able not to be trapped by desire in this world Mm. that and, and these are stories that you and I are talking about right now. It's like, you know, two world-weary soldiers. Mm-hmm. But we've, you know, we're talking about that there's these early spots in our time where you kind of already feel for other living things before someone teaches you not to. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like you think about that poor little bird and its innocence, and I think about that dog and how it, it was loyal. It didn't do anything. Right. And then when you're still young... And you haven't like taken the taken a the bit or the whip from the master. You like allow yourself to care about what happens to other things, even if they're not even human. Yeah. And then somewhere along the way, you lose it. You huh? certainly didn't have any problem with getting rid of like possums or big rats. Huh? Because they're ugly and I didn't like them, so I don't have a problem with getting rid of them. They're I, one of God's creatures too, right? I mean, no, they are, actually, and so are cockroaches, and yeah. I fucking hate cockroaches. But they got to get wiped out. <laughs> I'll, t- the, yeah. I'll tell you something. You know what? I hate spiders, too. I like spider, the homie. I hate spiders. <laughs> but the thing is, is I like, like spiders. I used to fucking be, I was afraid of them. They're fucking crazy looking, dude. They got like six eyes. And well, that's what I think of possums. Well, dude, possums are crazy looking. Yeah, I'm, those motherfuckers give me the chills, bro. Because they look primitive, man. Fucking those motherfuckers. Them and an armadillo? Oh, man. Armadillo is <laughs> just a big old possum with a shell on it. <laughs> Motherfucker, you ever see one of those possum. things? Dude, those. We gotta get rid of the earth of those, bro. Every one of them. They eat armadillos, too. I'm gonna put fucking guns on the back of the armadillos and allow them to take over, man. Man, that that motherfucker. Those are one things I'm scared of. Armadillos (laughs) and possums. Wanna eat some possum pie? Dude, mine is the spiders, man. I got arachnophobia. It's not that crazy, but it's pretty... It's crazy to the point where it's like... Like, if I see a spider in the tub back in the day, I used to just turn on that hot water and just cook that motherfucker down. Oh, you won't go kill it with a tissue? Hell 
Hell no. Oh, you got it like that. Yeah, dude. Or I'll hit it with the fucking, like back in the day when there was Aquanet, I used to hit it with the Aquanet. Just be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really get it. And then would you light them on fire, too? Oh, hell yes, yeah, I would. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> now I don't do that. Now I catch them in a cup. Okay. <laughs> now I catch them in a cup because I'm trying to be a better man. <laughs> you gain some humanity. So you need to start catching possums in a cup, Steve. <laughs> I unloaded a little 380 I had underneath the house one time. Me and Jessica were living. She's fucking crazy. The neighbors called the fucking police. I was trying to shoot a possum. Um. Yeah, so that's where we're at, bro. And, uh, you know, let's see what's next. Yeah, that was kind of it. Leave the possum alone, man. It sounded like a pea shooter compared to that. That sounded like a 45. All right, here we go. Hey, there's a possum. Yeah, that's a little bit better. That's a little bit better. (laughs) Oh, you just got to reload. There you go. Yeah, that was a little bit better. That's a little bit better. (laughs) All right, all right, so... Possum spiders, we're not sure if they're getting a pass yet, but we're not eating chicken. San Francisco, we learned a lot. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P., yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Gianna. Yes. Everyone else, too, peace. that was on that uh, chopper. Uh, yes, all the families affected by that. Okay, horrible. we're for the Chiefs. Sean, hopefully you're correct in for your prediction. For the gold diggers. Yeah, that's it, the gold diggers. Uh, anything else? I do not have anything else. And uh, what do you normally say, Steve, when we get to that point in the show? We are going to say goodbye for the Hard Luck Show. Adios. 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 Adios.